everybody welcome back to another episode of sci-fi watcher number 168 in the series here glad you guys could join us again for another red dwarf special episode i'm Corey shrett and join me as always my friend mr brian lee brian how's it going over there smoke me a kippa skipper i'll be back for christmas <laughs> <laughs> we'll screw it all up here tonight glad you guys could join us again for another thursday night special episode of the podcast you know guys don't know head over to sci-fi watcher.com check out everything else we do we got a ton of episodes over there we cover lots of different things and you like something specific it's over there trust us over at sci-fi watcher.com also help us out at the donation page sci-fi watcher.com slash donate see how you can help us out many different ways not just cash sci-fi watcher.com slash donate so we've made it to the u.s pilots something i've never watched before and we figured what the heck let's just talk about them a little bit now there were two versions of the, the, the pilot done here. They called the show Red Dwarf USA, which just makes me want to gag. It was supposed to be – the intention was to broadcast this on NBC back in 92. It was going to have the – follow the same story as uh, the end episode of the UK version of the show. Uh, basically, American actors taking over the parts except for uh, Holly played by Jan Leaves in both versions and Robert Llewellyn plays Crichton. So that's not much of a stretch for him here. <laughs> Uh, it was originally written by Linwood Boomer and directed by Jeff Melman and Grant Naylor were on board as creators and executive producers. Uh, the unfortunately, though, after uh, they traveled from they, those guys traveled to America for the filming of the American pilot after production of the fifth season of their show. According to Llewellyn and Naylor, the cast weren't satisfied with with Boomer's script, so of course Grant and Naylor rewrote the script for that. But they, well, the one they filmed was closer to Boomer's version, according to this. Uh, they took some clips from the UK version of the show and threw it in there. And they had actually done two different versions of this. The first pilot starred Craig Bierko as Lister, Chris Eigman as Rimmer, Hinton battles Cat, Robert Llewellyn, of course, as Crichton, and Jane Leaves as Holly. Uh, then they went back and did some extra scenes, and they were going to try to put them together if they were going to do another you know, pilot episode again. Uh, this time, uh, Anthony Fusco uh, was the Rimmer, and Terry Farrell from DS9 fame, was Cat. Now, I don't think we need to talk about like these episodes specifically, but this will. This is why you... <laughs> this is the best example of why you can't take a British show and copy and paste it into an American television audience. It, it doesn't usually work. It, the, you know, there, there's, there's several variations of doing this. You, can, you have the most, one of the most successful is like The Office, where you take the idea and write a totally new script on that idea. Or you go this way where you take, you take an episode and Americanize it. And that doesn't yeah. work. And this is another, I mean, there's other examples too. I mm-hmm. mean, um, what is that show that we watched? Um, the IT crowd, they try to do that too, where they mm-hmm. take the exact same, you know, first episode of the IT crowd just cast Americans in it, same jokes, and it doesn't work. It fell yeah. flat. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen several UK shows that have done that, and it's just, it just doesn't work. 
you know, especially if you're an American and you're a fan of the original UK show and then you watch it and you're just like, this is horrible. Now, I will say, though, the main, the guy that does the main character, Lister, Craig Bierko, mm-hmm. I think he has a shot. I mean, he I mean, he was probably the best of, of all of them, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. Robert Llewellyn, it's like really didn't have too much to do. Yeah. No. He was himself here. The uh, I was a little more of a fan of uh, the second rumor in the second pilot than the first rumor. Yeah, me too. He seemed a little, and I don't, I don't want to sit here and go, "Wow, that's more like the UK version." But he seemed more dorky. Yeah, the first guy. I mean, he was completely wrong. He kind of faded in the background. The first guy. Yeah. And see, I got him mixed up with the guy that put Lister in the, you know, yeah. The whatchamacallit, the, the stasis. stasis. Yeah. I thought that was Rimmer, but I saw Rimmer show up, you know, in the med bay or the, in the, what do you call it, in the gurney. I'm like, oh, wait, okay, it's the other guy. Yeah. And um, I also preferred the first cat also over the Terry Farrell version of the cat. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of mixed. I kind of like well, the Terry the, Farrell. The Terry Farrell one seemed a little too brave. And, you know, I'm so used to the cat from the UK version where it's just, I want sex. No, but and, she was like the female cat that we saw, you know. Yeah, from that um, that Lost episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like that in the show so much. I, I don't know. I kind of like the shallow cat more. You do? Okay. I, you know, I'm so, I think maybe, I don't I guess know. I think it was something different, so I latched onto that. Like, oh, that's different. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I mean, literally, the first five seconds of the show, you just want to stick your finger down your throat and throw up. The music is horrendous. In the first episode, the first one? Yeah, that synthesized gobbledygook. Well, I think that's why they brought in, you know, Grant and Naylor for the second one. It, it just, it, it felt, the the studio, the set felt like a horrible studio set. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the people trying to give these, put these jokes out there, the way they were acting was horrible. I like some of the effects, like the hologram effect. Was a little cooler. Yeah, I but did that's like, probably because it had more money, I guess. I did like the idea that you know, in the first pilot, Lister explains how he got on the ship. Uh huh. You know that he was he was he was drunk in Detroit one day, and all of a sudden he woke up on the moon, and he had to figure out a way to get back to Earth. Well, that's a good way of of Americanizing it. That's you what know? I like. I like the little backstory that they put in there. Not like it didn't take away from the story, but you know, we never got that in in the UK version of it. It's just here's like okay, okay. Here's how I got on the ship. Like, that's that's interesting. But yeah, it's just you know, Holly was like, I don't, I don't care if who you get to play that part. It's just like, uh, I don't know. Nothing, nothing came together on this, and especially when they take all the jokes and just copy and paste them, and then they change a few words so the Americans can understand the jokes better. Well, it's not only that, it's the delivery. Their delivery is a little faster, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of punchier. I mean, and I don't know. It's just the delivery was way off. It, it, I know. And I also think we knew what they were going to say before they said it, too. But I was trying to take that out of it. But it just felt like, like, why would you take these exact lines? You would. I don't know if I wanted Grant Naylor to rewrite the script. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they basically rewrote it to, you know, the original episode. Yeah, I think they were, for this, maybe they are just looking for a payday because, you know, they're really not paid much 
and the, on the BBC. Yeah. Maybe they were just happy. If they could get this on television here, they can make money without doing anything. Yeah. But I, I kind of wish the person, the people who w- that were going to write this was like fans of the UK version and watched it and said, okay, let's take those characters and create a show here in the US. You know, let's not let's not go down the exact same path they did. You know, we didn't get any Rimmer's weird salute. You know, yeah, yeah. his trademark thing. We didn't get that. We, you know, the whole the whole scene with him. You know, it's funny is they copied and pasted stuff, but the whole scene with him taking the test, we don't get that at all. I don't think a Rimmer will work in a U.S. audience because it has a lot of British sensibilities mm-hmm. into that character. I guess the the closest thing is to like a preppy, maybe. maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was always people that want to get promoted in companies and stuff. I mean, I guess you could translate it if you if you wanted to, but it, it it's just like and, and you know it's like Holly's like oh yeah, there's only one personality this that exists that survived, and guess what? It's Rimmer. It's like really, I kind of like the original reason for having him there to keep Lister sane. Yeah, and the whole thing was like, oh, I looked through all the people they had inter- interactions with, and you know, yeah. Rimmer was was the most. So yeah, they make explain, and then in, in this one, they actually give you try to give you a backstory of how the cats came to be, how the cow cat came to be. And they got little little lousy animations, and they explain well, the cat had cats, and cat had cats, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're all dead except for this one. Really, you know who I think could write something like this? Who's that? Mike Judge. That could be really off the wall. I I would think that would be great. I mean, look at Idiocracy. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's, it's probably too late now, but that's who they should have got. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want this done and touched again. Yeah. You know, I mean, could you imagine if they actually came up with a season of this show? A U.S. version, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it won't work. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, like the second pilot, they showed they, which was just some clips of whatever they were they were just filming and it's like they had like scenes from upcoming episodes it's like yeah so you just t- took three other episodes of the sh- of the red dwarf uk version and said this is what we're going to do later on it's like yeah no you couldn't even come up with your own little jokes even if you didn't have to have a whole story just little zingers or something but i do i mean i really want to see a, co- a space comedy on tv doesn't that be red dwarf but i think no. that's an untapped uh, show idea i mean it's it's got to be a good balance between science fiction and comedy. I know it's a hard sell, but it it, it worked it, once. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that would, I think the stars aligned though for that for that to work. <laughs> I, but on U.S. television, the only place I think that could work would be like on the Sci-Fi Channel. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that any of the major networks would even touch that. Well, I think nowadays though, something like that can live online. It will. It probably would never live on TV. Yeah, you're right we about get, that. We get a little bit of that if you go to the Nerdist channel. There's a, a uh, like a Star Wars kind of. Um, they're like janitors or something like that. Uh-huh. So I think online you could do something like that definitely. And definitely, and, and and if you did it that way, you could only you could do ten or fifteen minute episodes. Yeah, you wouldn't be stuck in the thirty minute. You know, or maybe like Hulu or Netflix or something like that. Or Amazon. Yeah, that, that could work. But I think the problem is, though, that then you either have to have somebody who's really good with computers or, or spend lots of money on special effects. 
That's true. That's that's the that's the trade off though. A sitcom you could throw them in a house and you're done. <laughs> Here you're gonna have to have special effects of some sort. It's like it costs a little bit more. But yeah, this is just horrible. <laughs> there was no redeeming qualities to this thing. Yeah, it it's just awkward, and I didn't like the sets. Mm-hmm. The sets felt like they were cardboard. I mean, if the wind blew too hard, something would have fallen over. I can't really, I couldn't really tell much about the sets because the quality was so bad. Yeah, that's the thing about this. This was never officially released anywhere. Yeah, you have to go on like YouTube and stuff, and you could find this. So these are like like copies, copies of, copies. of copies of VHS tapes, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these don't exist anywhere officially. So yeah, go try to look for this and just. Just spend five seconds. Oh, you'll find them on YouTube. Yeah, just go look on YouTube for them. Yeah, this is uh, this is horrible, especially if you're a fan of the show like we are, and we you know every joke and stuff, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh god, please don't (laughs) do this. Oh, so that's it for Red Dwarf. Not a way to end it for you. Um, all right, so you know, you're done with Red Dwarf. What do you think of Red Dwarf as a whole? You've never seen it before. And we started with series one. What do you think of Red Dwarf as a whole? Oh, I'm definitely glad I watched it. It was something I, I've heard about, never got a chance to see. And, you know, it's a it's a hilarious show. Mm. Does it have any rewatchability for you? Of course. Yeah. Good. I mean, what about you? I mean, you this is like your second round seeing all this stuff. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I, watching it again. I haven't seen it in a few years. It's just excluding series uh, back to earth and series 10. Yeah, it just brings back some great memories. I mean, I, I mean, really they had some good seasons though, and some bad seasons, definitely. Well, of course, but you know, it's it's still good. You know, you gotta go through some of the bad stuff and get back to the good stuff. But I, re- I, I still really enjoy it. It still holds up good. I still want a Red Dwarf series eleven. It's still in the works. Hey, you never know. It took them ten years to come out with uh, Back to Earth. So, how, how would you rate the seasons if you could do it? Oh, I think like much to ask. Well, the first four are probably at the top of the list in some order. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I mean, 10 was pretty high. Nine was low. It was series. Yeah, from seven to nine were kind of it was declining, right? Yeah, I put eight above seven, though, because that's when they went back to Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody came back. The captain, and the rest of the crew came back. Yeah, so I put like the first four seasons, first five, probably the first four in in, in some weird order, then five and six, and then uh, um, ten would have to be near the top five or so. Nine was probably the worst. Nine <laughs> probably the worst. Probably then seven above it, eight above that, and then the other ones I could just put in any pretty much any order. Yeah. Pretty much it was the first six from one to four. It was probably it. It kept a good steady um, laughability. <laughs> one, one to four was was really good. Five and six when they went to Starbucks, you knew they were going there, so it was still relatively good. Seven just went off the rails. Eight kind of brought it back a little bit because we were on Red Dwarf. Nine just just like I said, I saw that one telegraph from the first episode, and then ten really came back strong. We only got six episodes there. Yeah, with, with series ten. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of like that though. I mean, you know, you you know, you get spoiled in the U.S. Oh, I get I get twenty two episodes. I don't know. I think you can get better quality if you do just six instead of eight. We well, got to remember though when we did series, uh, series eight there, it wasn't like 
six indi- eight individual episodes, there was a three-parter and a two-parter in there. Oh, that's true, yeah. Which, but that's what you can get when you have more episodes. You can have, you can have parts. Yeah, but those parts weren't that great. <laughs> did we need two parts for Pete? And did we need three parts for Back in the Red? Yeah, just to get them into you're prison? Right, you're right. I think it would have been a little bit better with six episodes. But yeah, I mean, I really enjoy the show. You guys definitely have to check it out. It's on the Netflix. The first nine series are on Netflix. It just, just, just dip your toe in there. Watch the first couple episodes. You'll get I, hooked. I got hooked in 1989 when I watched it on PBS. Yeah. You know, I bought the videotapes in the mid-90s. You know, I was into the show. I was so excited when, when they came back. So, yeah, definitely check it out. I'm glad you guys could join us for all these Red Dwarf specials. And make sure you head over to SciFiWatcher.com. We got a lot of other stuff over there, too. Uh, Helix, Space Dandy, we talk about. Um, let's see, Almost Human, we talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about not too far future. We're going to be talking about Continuum again. There's old Continuum episodes. Tons of stuff over there. Just go over to SciFiWatcher.com. Check everything out we have. And, of course, where can we find you online, Brian Lee? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter. It's at Brian Says. And as always, SciFiWatcher.com for all your sci-fi goodness. Download, subscribe, follow us on the social media sites. Links to everything over at Sci-Fi Watcher. Well, my friends, I want to thank you for joining us again for another Red Dwarf special episode of the podcast. Glad you guys could join us. And until next time, have a good one. <laughs>